And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Great to have you back. It's Hale Varsity Radio on a Wednesday, powered by Herdat Sports. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We welcome in with Hale Varsity, Mike Babcock. Be sure to subscribe to Babbers and do so. Get his newsletters that come out twice a week. A historical look and, of course, a thought on the upcoming matchup. Can send an email to Mike, Mike B at Herdat Sports. Dot com to uh, to get locked in with what Babbers has to say. Mike Babcock at MD Babs on Twitter is where you can follow him as well. Babbers, uh, a trip to Champagne, and uh, we'll see what happens Friday. How are we doing? Yeah, the uh, stadium doesn't burn down first. How um, crazy was that? I, I that popped up. Elijah sent me a screenshot, and yeah. a little later last night I saw the AD say nothing to see here. You know, he didn't quite say it that way, but. Uh, it was a, a fire that was contained, and we're playing ball Friday. This, the short and sweet, about four-paragraph response. Well, well, whenever you see the uh, opposing stadium on fire, it's an omen of some sort. I just don't know <laughs> what kind of omen it is. <laughs> it was described as a dumpster fire. So <laughs> if, the, if, if the Huskers lose on Friday night, that's a dumpster fire, the way I would describe it. Yeah, they, they, they can't do that. Vegas has them underdog that's dropped a little bit from four to, th- to three and a half now. So pretty much a, a pick em or a coin flip. You get three for being at home. And it's Illinois is one of those teams that you come into the league if you're in Nebraska, you're supposed to beat, and it's not been that way. It's been, quite frankly, very difficult the last four matchups. Yeah, that's the thing. And, you know, Matt Rule has respect for Brett Bielema. Um, I said going into the season that Nebraska needed to beat Minnesota in order to be have a realistic chance of being bowl eligible. Now I've had to rethink that. Didn't beat Colorado. I've had to rethink that. Now I'm thinking Illinois is a must win if you're going to get to 6-6. Six and six. I, I, I really believe that because not only is it in terms of numbers – uh, getting you up to three going into the final six games, but also the mindset, the mentality, believing that you can get something done. Um, you don't want to go into an off week, I think, trying to deal with the mental aspect of a loss, uh, particularly to a team where even if you're an underdog at three points or four, um, realistically, you should be able to to win that game. And, that, you know, that's one of the things that Coach Rule said after the uh, Michigan game was, we're going to find out what Nebraska is on Friday night, he said. Um, I, I really think this is this is the critical game, and, and I know I'm, I'm being a little bit redundant from the going into the season, but this is a critical game for Nebraska, um, I believe, and I think Nebraska is capable of winning this game. And if you win this game, I think you have a chance to get to six wins. Mike Babcock's with us here at Hale Varsity Radio. And Mike, whenever you talk about that six-win mark, it's something we discussed yesterday on the show. And now that you've seen the month of September, do you still consider anything less than than six and six to be a failure for Matt Rule in year one? And I'm not saying that the rebuild as a whole is not is not uh, going well, I, but I do believe it, it puts you behind the eight ball in terms of your rebuild. We, we talked about it all offseason long, that six is the number that'll leave Husker fans happy. I think it'll leave the coaching staff happy. Is anything less than six a, a failure in your mind? Well, not necessarily. I mean, I for me, six and six, it, it's perception. You know, it's not 
I'm not the coach. I don't have those guys in the room. I don't know what kind of talent I have. I, you know, how quickly I'm being able to develop these guys and, and so forth. And you look at the two, you know, you look at Temple and you look at Baylor and, you know, it took uh, to the third season for him to, to really, uh, for those teams to break out. So development probably takes a little bit more time than immediate success that uh, that Dion had at Colorado uh, by bringing in players that could get that immediate success. And now things have kind of flipped a little bit there with Colorado. But um, no, I, I wouldn't say that necessarily. But uh, but from a from a fan standpoint, I think the frustration continues to grow because you're carrying what's happened in recent seasons on your back. And, and if, if you don't get to six and six, you've got that weight that you're carrying plus the perception that, Hey, things are, you know, we're right back to where we were um, in, in previous seasons. And I don't believe that. I don't think that's the case. Uh, and so I don't put a necessarily a number on it, but I think that uh, I think six and six is a reasonable expectation but uh, you know you can lose games that you're you're not supposed to lose. You know, look, they had the Minnesota game; they were in a position to win that game, and they didn't because of some things that happened. Um, they were in competitive situation, uh, what almost midway through the third quarter at Colorado, and then everything fell apart. Um, so there have been some opportunities that that, that they've missed, but um, you know, I. I'm going to say six and six is realistic, but if it's if it's five and seven, uh, four and eight, uh, I'm not ready to say here we go again. Um, you, I think there's reason for optimism still. You just get a different vibe with with rule uh, when we look big picture, Mike. Yeah, I, I do, um, and you know maybe that's where I'm a little bit uh, overly optimistic or whatever because he's so engaging. And, uh, you know, as uh, other people have pointed out, I think that he, he kind of uses the media in some ways to send a message to his players and to his assistants. Some of the things that he says about, uh, uh, you know, where things are at, what the expectations are, um, and how, you're, how you are going to be successful. I think he tells us some things that, uh, uh, that are really, uh, that are directed uh, to the players and to the coaches. But, uh, yeah, so far I've been impressed with how engaging he is and uh, seemingly to me how upfront he is about things. Mike, do you look at this roster and see guys that that either are impact players or do you have a couple of folks on each side of the ball you think can emerge as impact guys? Nebraska will need that Friday. They were absent uh, on on Saturday against Michigan. But as you look at this schedule that I think we all think you can navigate, you're not outclassed and outmatched Michigan-wise with what's left on this schedule specifically in October. Uh, does Nebraska have those impact personnel uh, to, uh, to, to be difference makers on, on a Saturday or Friday for sure? Well, you know, Rule didn't identify him by person, but he said we've got game records. Um, we just need to have them step up and be game records. You know, I think a, a guy like Ty Robinson, Nash Hutmacher, those guys are game wreckers. Um, Luke Reimer, unfortunately, they don't have him. 
you know, he's one of those guys. I think they've got some guys in the secondary, too. That, you know, they just need to step up. Uh, you guys mentioned uh, from the from the receiving uh, uh, core, you've got uh, Fedoni, um, you know, a tight end that can really get things done. Kemp, you've got, um, I think Washington is, is, a, is a good potential uh, game-breaker type receiver given the opportunity. And I'll be interested to see how the quarterback situation uh, or how they use the quarterbacks against Illinois because I, if, if Sims is healthy now back to 100, close to 100%, I think he'll get some opportunity on, on Friday night uh, as well. And, I, and I'd like to see them run some option um, and, uh, you know, the old days, run some option and then hit that wide open tight end down the field, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Get the, get the receivers to block too for you. Mike, obviously the offense can need to put up some points on Friday night, but you, you really get a lot more leeway if that defense can play well. And based on what we've seen the past two weeks, I think the confidence in the defense has, has gone down in Husker Nation. I want to get your thoughts. What is your confidence in the defense headed to, to Champaign on Friday night? Um, it's, it's a little concerning. They haven't had any sacks the last two games. And, you know, that was one of the things that I thought the pressure that they got early in the season, early, the pressure they were able to put on the opposing quarterback um, was really a positive. And it really showed what that, what that defensive line is capable of, what those guys can do, some, put some pressure on. Even if they're not the one making the sack, they can – put the pressure in up front so that you get the opportunity for the sacks. That's something you're going to have to have against Illinois um, because I think that Illinois is probably going to try to throw the ball. Um, quarterback has seven interceptions uh, to five touchdown passes, so you've got an opportunity there um, maybe to take advantage of that. But, uh, yeah, I, I think the defense will rebound, and, you know, I think that's – that's where you have to start. You know, if Nebraska doesn't get a good performance by that defense against Illinois, then there are going to be problems in that game. Mike, I, I you know, I kind of sensed it with Tony White. Elijah and I were listening to it and played it yesterday, and he, I think, was probably not as aggressive as, as he wanted to be, and I think the players maybe felt that. At least that's that's how it sounded to me. And if you got to live and die with man coverage because you're bringing a fifth and a sixth guy or you're bringing more, then so be it. But that's what you were doing against Colorado. That's what you were doing against Minnesota with those pressures, with this hard-to-prepare-for defense. And they they tried to get by with, with just – getting home with four and it, and it didn't work the last two weeks sure as hell didn't work against Michigan and as quickly as Tech got the ball out it was problematic they kind of had to play more reactionary versus attacking I think moving forward you got to be attacking and if you give up some big plays so be it yeah well, and I think that was the message from Rule and from White was you've got to be aggressive and you can't be hesitant in what you do and so you go out there and you try to you you're aggressive. You go after them. You know, you don't hesitate and think, you know, what am I supposed to do? You know, what? don't overthink it. Just be aggressive. And if you make a mistake, you make a mistake. But the aggression has to be the thing that, 
drives that defense, and I think they have the guys that can do it. But I think that there's been some hesitancy, apparently, from what the coaches have said as they look at the film. And I think you've got to uh, you've got to set that aside and and go after the the uh, quarterback and the and the running backs and and you've got good guys in the secondary. Mm-hmm. You're going to get some. You're going to get the coverage there. Um, you, you can have confidence in them. Mike Babcock with Hale Varsity. Uh, get a subscription to his newsletter each week. Send an email, MikeB at HerdAntSports.com. Babbers will check in again. Thanks for jumping on with us today. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Get that fire put out. All right. We'll call the, uh, call the department. Love it. Mike Babcock. Always love hearing his thoughts on Husker football. Some thoughts from Coach Rule. Is Urban headed to Sparty? <laughs> 